Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy-ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and French fry activist. And you're listening to 100% healthy-ish. Here's the thing. As a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle and end of the health conversation. And after years of clinical and coaching experience, I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're gonna love. To be healthy-ish, we move beyond the boring basics and consider some ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health. Are you ready? It's gonna be fun. Let's go. I met Susan so many years ago at a smithery photo shoot and we connected right away. She has this warmth and humor that I just really loved. And in addition to that, she runs Isla Pearl Life and she is a personal growth and style expert, um, which is a good thing because we, as we get into in this episode, it's so interesting that the moment you start to work with someone on clothes, shopping, finding their personal style it opens up the conversation into almost every area of their lives. Confidence, work, relationships, body, food, health, like all of the above. And so in this episode, we're really talking about um, what it means to dress yourself and what it means for different for women in different seasons of their lives, what it means to reduce closet and, and shopping overwhelm, how to figure out your style formula, and the the health and wellness impact of feeling good in the clothes you own, even if it's just a very small capsule wardrobe, which you all know I am obsessed with. So I think you're going to love the episode. It's light, it's fun, but we also get into some pretty deep stuff. So here we go. Ready? So we are going to talk about clothes and we're going to talk about health and we're going to talk about all the things today because I'm here with Susan, who I met through Smithery many years ago. So I went up to Toronto and I did a photo shoot and I actually met you and I met Heather, who I am still very good online friends with. Like I met quite a few online friends through that day. Didn't you also forget your phone? Oh my God. Yes. I was, uh, that is, that was a classic Jill move. Like, I feel like you guys got to know me so well that day. I took off, we did the, we did the shoot. I had to take off to catch a a train forgot my phone no no I didn't forget my phone I took someone else's right I had my phone and someone else's that's what I did (laughs) getting my tea just like I'm drinking right now and I'm like guys I'm the worst my train's leaving in like 10 minutes and I've got somebody's phone but I think I just left it with that sweet little lady that works in the kiosk in the middle of the Toronto via rail and I think it was in downtown is it, is it Mavis I always say Mavis or Mavis it's Mavis, Mavis. Yeah. I think I took her phone because I think we had similar cases or something and I just grabbed it and ran this is how my brain works this is the stuff that sticks out this is what stays with me right like yes there were so many incredible moments of the day but can you imagine forgetting your cell phone <laughs> also it's just like very on brand like that's totally the next time we meet I'll steal something else of yours it's fine um <laughs> so I was so excited to have you on today for a few reasons. We've interacted online about like bodies and clothes and, and the interesting things that people say um, and do. And also like in this new healthy-ish program that I've developed, like I'm really looking to connect the dots in a much bigger way when it comes to our well-being um, for a few reasons. I think, first of all, food and movement can only do so much. Like I think I just think it's bigger than that. It's our It's our space and it's our cycles and it's our connection to the physical world and it's our clothes. It's our clothing as well and how we dress. And, um, and also because I think that food and movement just take way too much pressure. They take too much weight in all of the conversation and the way that our bodies are. It's just, it's too much pressure and it keeps us locked into this like old way of approaching health and feeling good in our bodies, where we just keep getting the same results over and over and over again. Right. And so I think like, if we want to look at it differently, we have to like shake up the framework. And so I'm really including a lot of these things that are, that feel not not connected necessarily to sort of like blood pressure. (laughs) You just said like, shake up the framework. I I love it. I'm probably going to, I'll, I'll like create a hashtag for you. (laughs) 
shake up the framework, shake shit up. So today there was, like I said, there was sort of like before we start recording, like I really wanted to talk about two things, kind of like your journey with like food and body and health and like all of that stuff. And then I also want to talk about clothes and the importance of like the importance and not importance and all the things in the middle when it comes to clothes and the things that we wear and how we present ourselves to the world and where people often are getting stuck when it comes to, you know, wanting to, to wanting to dress themselves, but then, then struggling with that. So where do you want to start? And could you tell us a little bit more about like just who you are maybe off the, off the, I'll introduce you formally in the intro, but just like a little bit about who you are and then take it away. It's fine. I was thinking recently, I'm like, I need like a 60 second commercial. And my background is actually like strategic sales, marketing operations. So the fact that I don't have a 60 second commercial is flabbergasting to me. I feel like I cannot, like, I actually think like, especially because I'm creating this new framework. I'm like, it takes some explaining. I can't just sum it up. It's not like I do food plans. I do exercise programs. Like it's bigger than that. You know, it is. And, and And to be honest, but I think why you probably struggle to, to not, get it into shove it, like fit it into 60 seconds is because it is so much deeper than that. Right. Like I can, it's funny. I I did something recently. I spoke at an event and, you know, I said, my profile says like life and style expert, but what does that really mean? And I think that like style and clothes has always been an easy segue for me. It's, it's an easy hook for people. Um, and that's not strategic and that's not intentional. Like anyone who knows me knows how much I love clothes and shopping and helping other women with that. Um, but it really is kind of that entry point for me to really get to the root of what's really going on. Um, after I left my career working with seniors, uh, for almost 25 years, I think for so many women, there's this feeling of you want to help others, right? Like at the end of the day, I think that's what it comes down to, but like, what, what is that specifically? And I think for me, it's, it's true. I, I am, I think I, I shouldn't say, I think I know that I am here to help women to not only feel confident in who they are, but in a lot of cases, help them get back to who they were meant to be before everyone told them who they should be. Mm, Um, And so sometimes that is helping them to find a great pair of jeans, uh, which often leads to, leads to something so much bigger, obviously. Uh, and sometimes it really starts with all of the personal growth and leads in the other direction. So much like you, kind of everything just intersects. Yeah, absolutely. And I have uh, a really good friend who actually just lives across the street who was a stylist for years. She does different work now, but... Th- it's like being a bartender or being like, you're also a therapist. You're also a, like, it is bigger. Like, it's like all the things come out when you talk about clothes. Right. And there's another woman, Daisy that I work with. And it's just like, it isn't just clothes that ends up being discussed. Right. It's like all the things that are going on in relationships and, and self-care and health and with children and babies. And it's so big. It is so big. And I, I, as you're saying that, I think about, all the different types of women that I work with. And it's like that, it's that category of women who have like, just, I don't say finished having kids, but kind of coming out of that fog. I mean, layer COVID on top of that with who had a baby during that time. Um, so they're kind of stepping out and trying to figure out who this new version of them is, uh, women like myself who are like settled into their forties, like having kids is long overdue. There's this kind of newfound confidence, but again, kind of, I don't say identity crisis, but a bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then women in, in, in menopause and, you know, so willing to be candid about those conversations and, and witness it in person when I'm with them. Uh, and it's funny, it's working with different women in those different stages or seasons of their life really, uh, it's, it really creates a different experience. Uh, it has me leaning on different expertise in those moments. Uh, but what I will tell you is the most, uh, refreshing person to work with is the one that realizes that their body is the least important, least exciting, least interesting part 
about them. And that's not to say that, you know, I love working with women who are working through getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. to have that person right in front of you and, and so authentically just be like, it is what it is. And this is the, the, the it, it's so refreshing because it's also a reminder that it's possible. It's possible yeah. to like that. And like, so one thing that will come up often when I'm working with women, and that's why I do like part of this work that I'm doing is bringing other experts in and sort of being like, you're not just going to work with me. You're going to work with other people who specialize in these areas because what I would hear so often, like it would come up as part of their wellness plan. Like, I really feel like you need to go get clothes that actually fit your body. Like you can't stop thinking about your waist or your body while your waistband is cutting into you every single moment of the day. Right. And so it would be like, okay, you have to get clothes that fit, but there would often be this rhetoric of like, but I cannot find clothes that fit my body. And so I'm just wondering as someone on the other side of it, who does this all the time, do you struggle to find clothes to fit bodies? Or do you generally, like when you really sink in, do you find the clothes? You always find the clothes. We always find the clothes. Like there's never, and like a few a few thoughts that come up right away as you're saying that is um, I, I give it a lot of content on closet clean out. And like as so much of it starts there, as much as you can go out and buy all new clothes, if you're not cleaning the stuff out of your closet. And by that, I mean, not just seasonal stuff. It's the stuff, it's the pieces that don't fit you right now, right yeah. now. Yeah. It's the pieces that you don't feel great in those two simple things. If you got rid of in your closet, because what happens when you walk into your closet each and every single day is guilt, shame, frustration. It's all these emotions that start to come out. It's, you know, I, I, those jeans don't fit me anymore. I need to do X, Y, and Z to get back into them. I spent money on that. I never wear it. Such a waste of money. So dumb. Why did I do that? Like, it's very yeah. rare that someone steps into their closet and they're like, this is amazing. I love everything in here. But the more that you can clear that negative stuff out and have pieces in front of you, even if it's like the smallest of capsules, listen, I could wear like the same pair of jeans and white shirt each and every single day. Oh, you yeah. Oh, yes. Like, I, I, I talk to women all the time about summer wardrobes because summer can be particularly hard. And I'm like, listen, I will wear one pair of shorts if I find the right pair of shorts. I will wear those shorts all summer. <laughs> Yep. Same shorts. And no one's going to care. Or notice. Nobody and cares or notices. on their outfit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I never have a problem finding. Like the with a little guidance, maybe at times with like, like, because I had to go through that too. Like that was like, you know, part of this journey for me, part of the iterate, like the iterations of like healing up my relationship with my body was like, first and foremost, finding clothes that I thought were just like flattering on me, you know, that fit. And then there was this like new iteration of like, yeah, but what do I want to wear? And what if I don't have to follow any rules? And what if I just get to like prioritize how clothes feel and the the things that I like the look of? And, um, but I thought that I couldn't find clothes either. I genuinely thought that there was no way that I was going to be able to find clothes that fit my body. And again, when I started working with Beth, who lives across the street, she would go shopping for me and she would just be like, oh, I was out. She did a lot of thrift thrifting, which again, I thought was totally out of the question for someone in my body. And she'd come home with like four pieces that fit me perfectly. Or she went out and shopped. Like, I guess just what I want to say is many of us don't even, we haven't even built the skills to shop for clothing, really. Like nobody ever teaches us that. And then nobody particularly teaches you to shop for a body that's changing and shifting and isn't 15 or 16 years old anymore. And as a grown woman, I was putting no time into it. I was a little resistant and kind of frustrated by it. And then I was just like, nothing fits me. So there's no point. But then when I started working with someone who actually did that as a job and had that skill set, I was like, oh, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of it too. For me, I'm like, I do one-on-ones with women all the time, but a huge piece of that for me is educating them. So they're empowered to go and shop on their own. You shouldn't need me or, you know, maybe you do want it, but you don't need it after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that the thing is too, it's just like the closet. I hear this all the time. Number one statement is I'm overwhelmed. They walk into it, whether it's online or in person, they walk into a store, go through a website, they're overwhelmed by the options. 
they don't know where to start. They don't know how to put things together. Then you immediately have a salesperson coming at you saying, can I help you? And it's like, no, no, I don't need help because I don't want to be sold. <laughs> but yeah. right, <laughs> like we do everything to sabotage the situation. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. But then also the landscape of retail has changed. The staffing is not in the stores the way it once was. So then you're in a change room and the first pair of whatever you've tried on doesn't fit. And you, you, and you can't find anybody. Day. Yeah. 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 So it's frustrating. I get it. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's super frustrating. And I also say like, I am in a body where I pretty much res, like I pretty much fit into clothes in like regular stores, you know, but I am in like, I always feel like it's good to sort of contextualize. I sometimes there's stores where I can't find clothes that fit me at all. They're usually like clothes that are geared toward teens, like garage. Like I'll go in and be like, oh, this is so cute. And then few names that come to mind. Yes, yeah. And then I put on a pair of shorts and like they come up to my mid thigh and I'm like, do you have anything bigger? And they're like, what? No. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I got to get out of here. Like, what am I doing here? Um, but stores have changed a lot in the last 10 years, I will also say. So I can usually, usually find clothes. Um, what do you like, what's your view on that? Like for women in just like, like different sizes and shapes of bodies, are you out there finding because like, because I don't always fit into the straight size clothes, but then clothes like or, or stores like Tori don't always fit me either because the proportions aren't correct. But like, correct. yeah, yeah. Like, I guess I'm in this in-between phase, but how do you deal with like in-betweeners like me or women who like resolutely fit into the plus size realm are you finding great clothes are you finding good options you are finding great options and i and i do feel like there has been a shift um i'm actually working with a retailer brand right now to improve what is the in-store experience right because the cool. in-store client has never been more qualified We've probably pre-shopped online. Some of us have maybe located it in store. We, we're not going into a store without doing any pre-work. Right. Um, but I think of, you know, stores like uh, The Gap, Old Navy, Reitman's, uh, R&W just extended their sizing. And what we were seeing before was they had uh, like a, a larger size range, but it wasn't in store. Yeah. Right. Online, right. You would right. see it up to a certain size and then the rest was online. Well, that's not serving anyone who physically wants to come and try on the product. And I feel like I'm happy to say I am seeing those sizes in store right across the board. Um, and it's, it, and it's funny, you know, I think it, over the past few years, it's like, you know, better, you do better, uh, this like learning unlearning, all these things that are happening. And once upon a time, a store that was one of my personal favorites to shop in is a store that I don't even go into anymore. And I, and I, and I hesitate to even take clients into it because of what the brand represents. Right. Uh, and and right. my approach is, you know, I'm shopping for all women. And if you can't, and you're not willing, uh, to create you know, a, a, an environment for all women, then it's not a brand that I want to be a part That's of. That's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. Um, what do you, like, if you had to explain, like, I have my feelings about this clearly, but like, if you had to explain the well-being benefits of having a small wardrobe of clothes that you just really love, what would you say are your, the big ones for you? Oh my God. We'll stop and think about like that, that one outfit or one day that we get our hair done or makeup done, we put on an outfit and we feel like we're skipping down the street. You feel good. And one you of my know favorite it. feelings. Yeah. Right. And so why would we not set ourselves up for that each and every single day? I think I, I know me personally, I show up completely differently. Uh, for me, a non-negotiable is I get up, I move my body. I will definitely have my coffee, but I get myself ready for the day because when I get myself ready for the day, I know that I am going to be in the best, best mindset to be prepared for whatever it is. And sometimes that's creating content, right? When we're sometimes for someone like me, if I'm not put together, I know that the chances of me creating content, hopping online or are a lot less, mm -hmm. uh, maybe going out and doing the things. And so I think for me, it just comes back to confidence. And one of the things that I hear so often is I know I'm just like a mom or like, you know, I'm running around all over the place. I'm like, yeah, me, me too. Like, I, but I dress for me, I dress for me and how I feel at my best, regardless of where I'm going and what I'm doing. Because I'm and a I also, and I think it's also, a, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also worth pointing out, like I, so I have a business and it, you know, it's a, it's a great business, but I do work, you know, I'm, I'm at a desk a lot of the day, but I'll say to people like, 
there's a really big difference between like, I have a couple pairs that just need to go in the bin at this point, but I have a couple pairs of like old aligned leggings that have no elastic left in them that have like paint stains on them. There's a real difference between wearing clothes that feel schleppy and comfortable and clothes that feel like slightly elevated and comfortable. Like I'm wearing a jogger now, but it's like a really soft, really beautiful. Like when I wear it with a cool pair of sneakers and the right jacket, it's nice. It's like, looks nice when I go like, out, and, you know? And that's just it. It's like everyday elevated basics. I feel like that is, it's so funny for the longest time. I was like, you hear all these messages as a business owner and you need to niche, niche, niche. What's your niche? I'm like, I think my niche is honestly working with like the everyday woman. Yeah. I am not, I'm not doing anything for red carpets. I'm not doing anything for the camera. I'm, I'm doing it for real life every day. And I get it. Yoga pants are comfortable, but I think what people have in their mind too, but like a pair of jeans is like those eighties jeans, like the ones that feel like cardboard. Uh, yeah. and that's not, that's not what clothes are anymore. Like they're just not like I wear jeans every single day and I feel yeah. just as comfortable. I don't want to rip them off my body at the end of the day. And so sometimes I'm like, I think we're just leaning on excuses. We need, or we're like, do we need to find like a, a pair of jeans that fit your body properly? Exactly. Yeah. And, and as we keep saying fit, right. Is yeah. fit we often attribute to uh, a size, right? Like fit, like physically fit, yeah. but does it fit you? Like your personality, who you are, how you want to dress. Like it's so much more than the physical fit. And yeah. that's the part that I hate the most is that we've reduced ourselves to that. It's like, right. no, no, there are so many options out there. You you can have them fit, feel good, represent you, like all the things. You don't have, yeah. to, you don't have to sell yourself short. Yeah. So I think, I think like most people, you know, even though I'm, I'm sort of joking that it feels really disconnected from well-being, I think most people know that it is connected because it comes up so often. Like even when I'm doing initial intakes with people and I'm like, what are the biggest struggles with your body and feeding yourself? And it's just like, I, you know, I have nothing to wear. I don't know what to wear. It's like, it, it comes up so often. So I think it's people have an instinct for the fact that it's really important. They just don't know how to get beyond it. Like where, where do you see people getting stuck? Like they're getting, besides the fact that just like shopping is hard and they're resistant to it. Like what, like when they're with you or they, they find you and they're like, okay, I've got help now. Where are they still getting stuck when it comes to so, just like, well, this is, I feel like this comes down to like pure psychology. So this is going to be yeah. like applicable to anything is it's called the trans th theoretical model of change. We are in denial thinking. These are the, these are the modes, denial, yeah. thinking, planning, action. 80% of people stay stuck in thinking and planning. And they go back and forth and they go back and forth. Most people don't take action until something gets really, really bad or like something happens or maybe you have a wedding to go to in the case of clothes, right? It's, it's kind of like when we go to put our house up for sale, we don't take care of all the stuff that has to be done until we put our house up for sale. And so I feel like women wait, 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 wait until that moment. So once, in my opinion, once they've taken that action of booking the appointment, it's, it's, it's easy. It's so easy. It's so easy because it's like a, a giant exhale, right? It's like, yeah. they're excited to move forward at that point. And, you know, I talk about this a lot too, right? With personal growth is like, if you can move beyond the planning and thinking, that's what it feels like. It feels like finally I can like let go and move forward and give yeah. myself permission to do the thing that I want to do. Yeah. Such a good point. Yeah. Uh, I think the thinking and planning and the trying to DIY through things like I think clothes probably fall to a certain extent into the same realm of like feeding ourselves or moving. It's like, I should be able to just figure this out by like reading things yeah. online and yeah. magazines and watching TikToks or something. It's like, but there are so many barriers. There's so many things that we take for granted or just fact or truth that we can't see through if we're not in that world, if we're not doing it. Right. Um, Close to is so superficial from an online perspective. I mean, you got, you know, the style halls that are happening now. You have style influencers that probably have a really great fashion sense, but have they ever taken an educational course on anything to do with style? Like style is not just a trend or a must have piece. It's our body shape. It's our style personality. It's our color analysis. It's our energy. It's our lifestyle. It's all of those things. And so yeah. part of my frustration with uh, especially online or social media is we're creating more overwhelm. We're adding another layer of overwhelm 
and, and we need to, we need to remove it. Like at the end of the day, it literally comes down to a few fundamental, I call key ingredients styles, like a recipe. And once you know, just like you like what your recipe bread, is, yeah, what you're right. Like you like banana bread differently than I like it. Right. So once you figure out what your recipe, I'm like trying to think what my recipe is right now. I'm like, because oh. <laughs> banana I, bread style. <laughs> oh, my banana bread. I know it's like a spelt, not sweet. Like nobody likes the banana bread. I like, I know exactly what it is, but my style, like it is funny. Cause I think I'm going through this other iteration, which I think is part of this 40 year old, um, you know, when you were talking about like Renaissance or I don't know, is that what you called it? Or like, like, I'm, like identity give, crisis. Identity I gave it my own word. Okay. So identity crisis. But I think like, as I've moved through these iterations of style, I've just been like, I think I want way more color and fun in my wardrobe than has ever been, but it just is going to take a little time because I've always kept kind of a tight capsule wardrobe and I'm trying to figure out like, I I've always sort of played it a little bit safe to just, you know, but I'm like, I want more statement pieces. I want statement jewelry. I want, um, I want elevated basics, but then I want something just, I think I'm, I'm looking for that thing that's a little quirky or a little fun in every outfit. You know what I mean? Oh, and like that speaks to me, right? Cause like when I think of you, I'm like, you're, you have like, there's so, there's so many qualities, like, and we don't even know each other that well. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So well -spoken. She's so intelligent, but she's so kind, but like, you can see this super fun side of you. All of those things should come out. Yeah. It's funny though, how it's weirdly hard. Like I went away with this, uh, business group that I'm with and it's called the icon agency. So they bought us these icon hats and, uh, do you watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Okay. So Jamie Tart wears it in the show all the time. It's like this D squared icon baseball cap <laughs> and it's so cool and it fits so great, but it's really funny how the first couple of times I wore it out, like I would never have thought that I would struggle, but I'm like, I'm finding it weirdly a little challenging to wear this hat that says icon. Yep. <laughs> all the time, I'm like, fuck it, I'm an icon. <laughs> it probably drives conversation too. So. Yeah, people are nice that, at least you know? stairs. <laughs> yeah, 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 anyway. Um, but it is fun to be, it is fun to be, but I like, I really love that idea. Like for some people it's, finding their style words or their, you know, but I like this idea of finding a bit of a formula because it's helpful when people are trying to then, like you said, go out and shop for themselves. And I'm a huge, like to the point where my kids make fun of me about it and their friends make fun of me about it. Like I'm a huge fan of capsule wardrobes, you know? You know, it's, it's funny too, about like, I'll say when I'm working with someone uh, in person, one-on-one, -on -one, we do a lot in front of the mirror, right. Which is like yeah. super vulnerable, but I'd like to think that I take the ease off pretty quickly. Like we ease into it very quickly. Uh, but to start, it's a little bit vulnerable, right? And I'll often say, I'm like, first of all, we are like very complex beings, right? As, as women, I'm like, you know, you can have an outfit on one day and feel amazing in it. And the next day you might completely hate it because of what happened to start your day or someone's mood in your household, or yeah. if you're hormonal or like, or like the energy that we carry. So just knowing it's such a self-awareness piece, right. Of knowing all this about yourself. It's like, it's, it's not my body. Cause that's what it often comes back to. It's like, it's always our body. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. So much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, what else about style? Like, I think those are all the questions I had about clothes. Although I think it'd be really fun at some point to come shop with you. Like we're not that far apart. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> like I might have to make a trip. Back. I get, I get requests all the time to go to like very far off places. And I'm like, Oh, one day, I guess I'll do a tour. I don't know. No, I'll come to you. Oh, I'll come to you. In a very um, spot of life, very full life right now. <laughs> yeah. But I also wanted to talk about, like, I know stuff has come up for you, like just in this being like online, being yeah. a stylist online, being in the clothes world. Like, just tell me a little bit about that and like what that's been like. Cause I feel like there's been some interesting experiences or like projections or like people assuming things about you. I don't know. Like just fill me in on, yeah, on like, you know, it's really funny. It's there's so many directions I could go in on this. And I think I, even when you asked me to like join you today, I was like, Oh, I feel like of all people, this would be like a safe space to talk about all the things. And yeah. reality is like, when it comes to like body fitness exercise, like I love to move like all shapes and forms. And I was, you know, I was, 
on every sports team growing up, like right up until I went to university. And then anyone who goes to school knows that your life takes an abrupt turn. You're up very late. Uh, there's a lot of partying. There was a lot of pizza at 2 a.m. And for the first time in my life, like I put on a ton of weight. When they talk about like the, what are they, like a freshman 15 or the frosh yeah. 15, we're like frosh like 50. Mm -hmm. uh, and the funny thing is my friend and I are like very much the same body type, same size. And I remember we would go to like the Jacob outlet for anyone who will remember Jacob. Oh my God, I love the Jacob outlet. Yeah. Set. We, I remember we went to Jacob and both of us like went and grabbed what would be our like typical normal size. And it was both of us just going back and getting bigger, 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 bigger size. And we both said to each other, oh, Jacob must have changed their sizes. There was never a thought in our mind. That it was that your body had changed. I love that. I yeah, love and that. I, that comes up for me so often, though, in the sense of like, can you imagine if that's how we? If that was the standard, like, right? If that was the standard, right? And and I feel like there's moments. Instead, for it's like, the opposite. I feel old navy every time I go in. Their jeans, their size, whatever, <laughs> is a different size, and I'm like, what has happened to my body? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my, well, nothing. They cut, a, they cut fifty pairs of jeans at once, and this size right. 10 and this size 10 are two totally different sizes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and I feel like that's like such a, that's it. So there's been a few like moments that stick out to me, uh, with, with shopping one-on-one -on -one. is one time, uh, this one, I say girl, I don't mean girl. She's a, clearly a grown woman. Um, but I was a grown woman sounds like, I don't know, old to me. I think we all have like too much young energy for that, yeah. but yeah. she said, you took so much of the stress out of shopping for me. She said, because there's nothing that I feel more shame than going into a store and having to reach to the very back to get my size. She's like, I just immediately go to the very back. And she said, I didn't realize how much just pulling pieces off a rod. It makes me like emotional. I know, how I much like, it stressed too. me out to like, have to like, it was just like constant, like that re that just so much shame and doing that. I'm like, Oh my, like, we just switch it up. Like, why are we doing, like, why are we doing this to one another? So that was like something that definitely stuck out to me. And the other thing is I just grab sizes and I'm very broad on top. I like to say I'm like Tom Brady on the top. I'm a yeah. V shape, uh, anyone who knows smithery. Um, so I'm conditioned to like trying on different sizes on top. Cause I'm, I'm never, I never land one way or the other. Yeah. And so I do that for other people and grabbing different sizes. And I, and I always say, just don't, just don't look at the size, just try it on. We're either going to go up, we're going to go down, but we're going to find like the right fit for I you. I do for me too. And I find it like, it's just been become like, because I don't always know. And I also have a body that fluctuates a little bit. Like that's been part of like getting to know my own body. It's like, oh, I fluctuate. Cause I also love movement and depending on the season and depending on stress and depending on workload, like sometimes I'm ex sometimes I'm like going for a run in the morning and then I play tennis later. And then I go to a dance class at night. And other times I'm like, two weeks on the couch with a kid with a broken ankle. You know what I mean? Like my body fluctuates. It just does. And so I've gotten really used to it. And it's, it's so fun and kind of freeing to just be really worried about finding a pair that fit. That can be hard enough, <laughs> but it's like fun right. and freeing to like, let go of the number and just be like, I'm going to take all of these and we'll just see which pair feels best on my body today. It's like, yeah. it's fit, it's fabric, it's cut. It's, it's, yeah. it's honestly like size is I mean, I, I clearly, it's I need almost irrelevant to me, which I know is, is a, like a sort of a funny thing to say. Cause I know that for some people, obviously if they're in larger bodies, that's a tough thing to say, but for me, it is, I've almost gotten to the point where it's almost irrelevant. It's just like, what is fitting? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing is the thing that I see the most, right. Is I can tell you every woman has a part of themselves. That is the least, the part that they least love about themselves. Yeah. Um, and as soon as they step in front of the mirror, I can tell you exactly what it is. It's the first place your eyes go. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Um, and that's something different for everyone. I'm not going to highlight what they are. I don't think we need to. I think everyone knows what those are for them. Um, and it's always, I think this is the thing I've always said to you that this is, it's always the part of them that's changed. Yeah. Right. And so because of a season of life that they're in or what they've gone through, or what I like to say is we we want every aspect and part of our life to grow, to shift, to change, evolve, to get bigger, to get better. But we hold our bodies hostage to whatever this 
ideal is that we have in mind. And what I know from working, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same, hundreds and hundreds of women, is that that, I, that ideal is often not even something that they've ever lived in. It's, it's not oh, even, yeah, it's never or they haven't lived in yeah. it since they were 16, 16. Um, right. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it takes, it's, it's a real rigidity that we have, right? Like it's this, and it, and, and it's not, not, it's no individuals to blame because obviously all of us have absorbed this on some level, right? Like it's a real cultural virus to have this rigidity in what we think is the right place for our body despite all evidence to the fact that it's not where our body wants to be yeah right and even if there are things that are going wrong with self-care that we can like clean up and look at whatever sure but like if your body hasn't been that size in 25 or 30 years it might never want to be that size you know or or like you said if it's never been that size well and I feel like this is like a topic that comes up all the time like we were I was at an event recently and you know, a couple hours into the event, of course, like something always comes up because people will laugh and say that they tried really hard with their outfit that night if I'm there with them or something. But I, and I can't even take credit for it. I'm probably not even going to articulate it very well, but I just remember someone once saying like, so what? So what if your pants don't fit and you need a bigger size? Like, so what? So what if you need to go and replace everything in your closet? Like, so what in the grand scheme of things? And I just... There's so many other important things about life that are being missed because of this, like you said, like holding on to something that. Yeah. And someone will say, well, I just can't, like you said, you've already kind of alluded to it, but it's really interesting. Like women will say, yeah, but I spent so much money on these clothes and I, you know, and it is interesting because I'll say, right. But if you lost 25 pounds, you'd skip to the store to buy new clothes. You have because, been deeply they brainwashed and conditioned yep. to believe that that your body shifting in one direction is ideal and your body shifting in another direction is not. Even if we know in the research, like sometimes women's bodies shift at perimenopause and we, we get bellies to protect us health-wise. It's an estrogen protective measure, but we've never fully been taught that or learned to how to embrace that. And so- I, I totally validate I've been there like after I had my second baby um my feet are like a size and a half bigger than they ever were and I had to get all new shoes and it was annoying but I didn't talk about it the same way I talked about having to get new clothes to fit like my stomach or my whatever right like so it's like breaking through some of those I think like superficial things that people are upset about and being like but we need to get into the brainwashing if we don't like undo the conditioning and the brainwashing this will forever be something that is impossible yeah and it's like we've all agreed to follow whatever these rules are except no one wants to follow whatever they are (laughs) like yeah and I and I always love um when I when I have a really tangible moment of noticing that things have shifted for me um and so I was at I was in Toronto a couple weekends ago with my girls and meeting up with my sisters and we went into the Nick store. There's one downtown. And uh, there was a woman in the store and she was wearing a pair of these smash and test overalls that I own. And uh, they're, re- they're a really cute cut and they're really comfortable. And she was wearing this like super beautiful, like floral shirt under it with this like sherpa jacket over it and this like beautiful, colorful head wrap. And she was like in a plus size body a body that looked like mine and I was just like that's what I wanted like but I see all the women all beautiful women lots of gorgeous women in this store I'm like that's the woman that I want to dress like and look like you know what I mean like I'm I'm just looking for the most like like what's most interesting in here to me like what's the most colorful and it's like she was totally like in a body like mine like I wasn't looking for the thinnest person in the store to tell me what fashion was does that make sense Yes. And that's it's fun. It's fun to see that. And again, like, and there can be thin women in the store that are in beautiful fashion as well. I just like when that's not the definition of it for me. Yeah. I well, can see flexibility. Like a huge, huge piece of style too is energy, right? Energy. It's, yeah. I think it's like the outfit, but it's like, no, it's like a vibe. It's what it's, it's what you're taking from it. It's does yeah. she look polished? Does she look on trend? Does she look colorful? That's yeah. what you need to take away not what size body is on it. But then the other thing is 
we, we look outside of ourselves to other people. And a lot of us will get caught up in those comparison moments. Um, you know, she's so beautiful. She's so this, she's so whatever you can't recognize a qual like psychology. You cannot recognize a quality in someone else that you do not have within yourself. And so I've really tried to like shift that. And I've, I've done a very good job, a lot of work, a lot of intentional work here. <laughs> you, you need to shift that narrative to not be a comparison and be like, what can I take from this? Like, what is this trying to teach like, me? Right oh, now? that's so, I love that. It's sort of like the whole jealousy thing, right? Like oh. instead of feeling shame about jealousy, just seeing it as something that like, if you deeply desire that you totally are within the realm of getting and grasping or having or whatever. So it's like sort of that same idea, right? It's yeah. like, what do I see in this person that I want to grow in myself? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel oh, like I it's like, that. you know, that, that sign, it's like, if there's a sign, you're looking for a sign, this is it. I yeah. feel like those are those moments. It's like, oh, this is showing up for a reason. This yeah. is like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Anything else about your health journey or like, how are you, I mean, you're running a business, you've got kids, like, like any challenges or things that you're doing to sort of take care of yourself these days? Oh, it's fun. You know, what's really funny is I <laughs> turned this into a newsletter last week and I, and then I'm sure much like anyone who owns a business, as soon as you hit post, you're like, why did I do that? Why did I talk about that? No one's going to care about that. Um, but it's funny. I mean, I, I, as I've said, I could probably run a marathon. I love to run. I will not cross the line of signing up for a marathon because I'm an ultra competitive person and that will take all the fun out of it for me. Uh, but I love hot yoga. I love, love, love yoga did my uh, teacher certification a few years ago, because that's just who I am. I go all in so when I do anything, but I've been going to the same uh, studio for over 12 years. And I would say for the past year, I've known that I've like needed a change. Like I've needed something different, something quote unquote more. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you can get to the point, you anticipate what's coming and all the things. And it's funny because I do believe <laughs> this is where it's going to start to sound like, okay, yoga story, but you know, there's like signs around us all the time, right? Yeah. There was scheduling changes at the studio is it was becoming really difficult for me to get there at an ideal time. It was becoming more stressful to fit it in than it was anything else. And uh, for, for honestly, for almost a year, I've been like, I, I need to make, and so I would investigate other studios and all this stuff. And so finally last week, I just completely cold Turkey, like went somewhere, didn't even check the schedule, just showed up because for six months I was getting caught up in the thinking and planning and never taking the true action. Right. I was like, oh, it's not a good week. We've got so much going on. Like I have three kids. Like stuff is always going on. It's never yeah. going to be ideal yeah. circumstances. And it's like, you make that switch, you make that change. And it's exactly what I needed. Um, and kind of circling back to like, we spend so much time overthinking and planning without ever take, taking the action. So, you know, even with everything we're talking about today, you know, I don't want to say like three key takeaways, but there's always something you can take away. There's a reason that yeah. you're listening to this right now. There's a reason you've shown up. You're probably looking for something, wanting something. So what is that one thing? And, and how can you turn it into an actionable step? Not thinking, not planning, but actually taking the step that's going to lead you to the outcome that you want to see. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I just did something similar. Like I, I love tennis. I'm not good at tennis, but I love tennis. And so I just like play with my husband or the kids or like a random friend from the neighborhood at the end of the street. And for two or three summers now, I've been like, I'm going to find us a coach and we're going to have somebody that meets us at the courts. And then I've been like, like, how will we know if we have the courts and like, who will we get? And how do we find the person? And like two weeks ago on like a random night at 9 PM, I just, I know there's a tennis club in town. I've been there before. I just went on the website and I just signed myself up for a session <laughs> of clinics or whatever. And it's like, is it going to be totally convenient to have to bike across town to get to this tennis lesson? Maybe not, but it's like this idea of imperfect action. And then just being like, if it's not exactly the right thing, then like, maybe I'll meet the coach at the clinic or like, maybe I'll meet someone. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it's going to be but I want to play tennis. And so I'm just going to find a way to play tennis. And then I'm going to figure out the details later. Yeah, It's like not even the right level, probably. Like I signed myself up. I'm like, I'm an intermediate. I'm like, I don't really think I am. And then a friend of mine who's like super athletic and competitive messaged me that night, like texted and said, I saw your name on the list for like, I'm in the group. I was like, oh, all right, here we go. Like, I'm definitely not on the right level. But again, I'm like, it's four lessons. Like if everybody's better than me, I'll just learn. 
I'll, it'll be funny. And then I'll figure out the next right thing, you know? And this is what I was saying in my newsletter last week is like, first of all, like I was so, anytime we do anything new, anything that's a change, it's going to be stressful, right? That's our subconscious trying to keep yeah. us small and protected and safe. And all like, that is normal. It's just talking yourself through that fear. Right. And then I said, we're so worried about like looking dumb or looking like we're new to something when we are new to something, when we don't know what we're doing. And what I know about women is that we want to help one another. Like all you gotta do is walk into that tennis tennis court and say, I have no idea what I'm doing. And you're going to have a group of people around you that want to help. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're probably not in the right spot. That's right. That's right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even my friend over text, I was like, I don't know what I like. I was like, it's like, I called the tennis club today and nobody called me back. And I was just trying to confirm if I was in the right group. And she's like, yeah, forget about it. Like, whatever, just come, we'll have fun. I was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, we'll have a great time. It's going to be good. Um, so, okay. So I'll definitely in the show notes, I'll definitely link to where people can find you and your work and all the things you do. But I also like to ask really quick questions before we wrap up yeah. and they're kind of like rapid fire. So, but like no pressure if you don't have an answer. Um, okay. First one's kind of easy. Anything that you're doing at the moment that just makes you feel really amazing. And it could be like an app, a a product, a behavior, an activity, a mindset thing. Like it could be anything, like anything that's just making you feel really good right now. Uh, joining this new yoga. First of all, I thought it was a yoga studio, but it's a yoga and fitness studio. So it's awesome. fitness classes that I was not anticipating, which has be quickly become my favorite thing because I'm a beginner again. Cool. That's really fun. I love that. Um, anything in the health wellness world, or let's add clothing world as well that you like really roll your eyes at. Like you see it when it pops up online and you're like, oh God, this again. Uh, I feel like we need another hour for this. It would be style halls. Okay. Or style influencers who don't. Yeah. Okay. Cause they're like recommending things that people like don't. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love it. We do need another hour on that. Um, okay. And last one's kind of a funny one. Anything, like when you think about health from kind of the really conventional perspectives, anything that you do that someone from the outside might be like, that's not healthy, but you know, this makes me feel amazing. It's a really important part of my life. I love this. Yeah. Oh, donuts and ice cream. Like yeah. Yeah. for years though, there was always that like moment of like, oh, this is, it's funny. I think my friend, Allison, she like she's a holistic nutritionist. And she was like, the minute we start labeling food as bad or good, it's like, we're doomed for failure. Yeah. And it was simply like removing this is bad. I'm like, if, if this feels, if this feels good eating it and it's this delicious, how can it be bad? Yeah. Well, I just try to remember like food nourishes us in so many different ways. And we're really limited if we only think about the biological, right? Like if we only think about micro macronutrients, like then we're really limited in how food nourishes us, but it nourishes us socially and mentally and emotionally. And like, oh my gosh. it's nourishing. I love, I love yeah. that. So yeah. true. So yeah. true. Um, anything else, any last thoughts for women, like clothes, feeling good. I think, I think for me at the end of the day, it's like, it's knowing what the things are that make you feel at your best what you eat, how you move your body, who you engage with, who you socialize with, how you dress. I, I think our whole life is kind of this recipe of things that changes, grows, evolves. Um, and as long as you're following what other people are doing versus being the leader of your own life, you're always going to feel like you're coming up short or you're not doing something right, or you should be doing something differently. And I think when you create whatever your own formula and recipe is like that, that's the key to success and living yeah. a life that feels really, really good. Mm, love that. Good place to end. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that it? That's it. That's all? That's it. That's it. Forget healthy. It's time to get healthy-ish. This is the cashmere and chocolate sauce of health plans for busy, bougie women like you who are ready to feel vibrant without giving up any of the adventure or croissants life has to offer. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, and I'm over here disrupting the wellness industry, offering up something completely unique that's desperately needed in the wellness space. I have seen every angle of this health world shiz, from naturopathic diets and protocols to intuitive eating and weight-neutral healthcare. I have been trained in and taught 
in all of it over the past 16 years. And here's the truth. Hyper-focusing on food restriction, exercise, and weight loss to achieve energy, radiance, and vitality doesn't work. Ambivalence about food, exercise, and body to achieve energy, radiance, and vitality doesn't work either. So what does? Welcome to the Healthiest Life One-on-One Deep Dive, a bespoke coaching experience to create your personal magical formula for health, one that's juicy, focused on all the things you love, and helps you create the most dope version of yourself instead of burning you out or boring you to tears. I'm going to help you break down the constant disconnect between healthy and happy so that you can finally put toxic internalized beliefs and behaviors behind you, actually enjoy taking care of yourself, and start living a big, bold, beautiful life. We'll look at food and movement, yes, but so much more, like the core of yourself, your mindset, your environment, your clothes, your fridge, so that you can feel good in and about your body. The Healthiest One-on-One Deep Dive is my first ever five-month program that goes in-depth on every aspect of your life with some outside help from supportive, life-enhancing experts. Plus, you get a completely tailored-to-you, healthy-ish blueprint that'll lay out your entire master plan for both during our work together and long after we part ways as you ride off into the sunset in a sexy pair of jeans. Here's what's included. Your 10-plus page healthy-ish blueprint. A 60-minute human design deep dive on you, how you operate, how you balance your energy, and your best ways to eat and move. Ongoing health coaching and accountability. High-level coaching from one to two other expert collaborators in the areas where you could use the most support. Personal assistance support and Voxer access to me as needed. The expert collaborators are leaders in the health field who will be handpicked by me and approved by you to address areas in your healthiest blueprint where you could use more support. Think style, speaking, visibility, naturopathic medical, hormone hot takes, and more. Remember, this is not just about a health plan. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the link in the show notes and click on work with Dr. Jill for more juicy details. You're going to fill out an application form. There is no obligation here. Easy breezy. Fill out the application form. And if you're approved, you and I are going to hop on a quick call, no pressure, quick zoom to see if it's a good fit, if you and I are a good fit, and if the work is a good fit for you. Bonus, the first three people to sign up in this spring quarter are going to get up to $1,000 of lab work for free so that we can make their, your (laughs) super customized healthiest blueprint even more specific to you. All right. Can you imagine if we got to work together? It'd be absolutely incredible.